are making our way through the first Harry Potter book, The Sorcerer's Stone. And we're just so excited that you tuned in to hear us discuss Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel. Please remember, all summer 2021, we are dropping two episodes on the 9th, 19th, and the 29th. Make sure you subscribe and like our podcast so you get the alert or notification when the episode is released. Enjoy. We are back for another discussion on Harry Potter's Sorcerer's Stone, Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel. I want to go ahead and start with a brief introduction to those on this recording. Um, I'm Shalita, a proud Slytherin, and maybe for this episode, a tad Ravenclaw. Hi, I'm Allison. I'm Ravenclaw. Hi, I'm Shay, Gryffindor. Hi, Gina. Hi, I'm Tanya, and I'm Hufflepuff. Hey, so why do you think Harry felt almost the same way he felt about Dudley with with young Draco? Because he was mean to him. Right. He was mean. He was mean to him. And he felt that same anger, anger and energy. I mean, Draco made everybody else, like in Slytherin anyway, Crab and Gaul not like Harry. And Dudley made everybody in his little town not like Harry. So he saw them as one and the same. That's the when you see mistreatment, you just lump it all the same. Like, there is no distinction. Being mistreated is mistreated. So I don't think there was an absolute distinction in his mind. And he's a, remember, he's 10, 11, so definitely not at that age. How many of you would be excited to ride a broom or be in Quidditch or in the Quidditch tournament? I would. I Me would. too. Now, yes. I don't know if I would like to be the seeker because I ain't trying to go that high up trying to look for it. But I do I do feel. Yeah. I would have been trying to ride the broom. Me too. I want to ride the broom too. I want to play. I'm competitive. I want yeah. to be too. on the field. I want to yes. be the seeker or the keeper. One of the two. Not a beater because I don't want them to those. I want to protect, <laughs> have somebody else protect them. Yeah. Alright. So, and then just a sidebar. Where did J.K. Rowling get these names from? Because if you think of just Draco, all of these names, Quidditch even, just yeah, like... But you know, when I read uh, British-based or English-based books, of course, they have different names for things than we have here in the States. So I love reading, like, those kind of books because it's like, even in, you know, without taking the Harry Potter out of it, mm-hmm. when you just read books from other countries, what they call a toilet is so different. Mm-hmm. So just like, I love reading just for the knowledge of that. Exposure, so with, with yeah. reading uh, this, I honestly assume this was something British or English mm-hmm. based. I never thought in my mind, you know, that these were kind of made up because I just have, have experienced reading certain literature from other countries and what they call, like I said, even <coughs> basic newspapers, mm-hmm. cigarettes even. Mm-hmm. Like a fag is a cigarette. Like I'm just saying, like when you hear things like that, like so for me, I, I just let that be what it was, but that's just having based knowledge and literature from other places. I just think it's awesome. I'm, you know, just typing the stuff out. It's it's in Google or, or Microsoft, if you will. Just the terms. And I'm like, I know this stuff ain't real, but it's, <laughs> I'm just typing it and it just pops up and then 
And that goes to back to what we say all the time that Harry Potter is the new Shakespeare. I mean, it is the end. You people don't reference Shakespeare like they used to. Harry Potter is referenced everywhere. It's class. It's, it's becoming classical literature, and so though you're gonna see Quidditch, because even when I got ready to pre- prepare for my segment, I looked up some terms that I know is only solely based mm-hmm. to Harry Potter, but it was there in Wikipedia and <laughs> Google and everything else about what it means. And she's very smart. You know, we keep saying that. And I do know she did a lot of research. You know, if you watch, there's a documentary on the history of Harry Potter when it was like the 20th year anniversary of the Sorcerer's Stone. And like the alchemist was a big, had a big influence on her writing the Sorcerer's Stone. So she did research and things like that. But some of this is just her. Yes. But it's just like Stephen her. King to me. I'm always in awe. Like, who thinks of these crazy monsters? Right. And mm-hmm. how did you get this? Like, like, I mean, Cujo is fascinating. If you ever read the book Cujo, it's because fa- it's like a whole dog. Like, how do you know how to be a dog? Like, how did you know what the dog was thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, but when you write it and it's so relevant and it's just that. So, like you said, it's just it's a gift. It's yeah. a gift. Yeah. It it's really just been moving to. Where did we go? Universal Studios. Yeah. <laughs> Universal Just Studios. Just with how you go, saw it in your right. mind. They put right. it, yeah. they put it in your yeah. mind. And it's a whole different world. Yes. Like, yes. she introduced you to but a different world. But it was just world. how you saw it in your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's different from the normal world. Yeah. You know, per se. So. Alright, so, nervous about flying on the broom, Neville ends up injuring himself. Uh, Draco starts laughing as soon as Madame Hooch takes Neville to the nurse, uh, goes after the remember all and starts taunting Harry. Was Harry being brave or just trying to stand up for his friend? Do you think he has a newfound confidence that he didn't have with Dudley and his friends? I think he's standing up for his friend. Absolutely. He's definitely standing up for his friend because... At the table, earlier, Draco tried this. He did take it. And then the professor came over and called him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, kind of gave it back. And so, at this point, they know Neville, you know, is kind of the weaker link, don't really stand up for himself. So, he's definitely standing up for his friend because he's like, give it back. Right. And I think that because Ron doesn't like Draco either, I think Harry just like, I know we can take you on. Like, <laughs> he was by himself with Dudley. You yeah. know, he ain't have nobody. Now I got a posse that we can take you on too. So, yeah, I think he was definitely standing up for Neville. And then also, too, I think he got a little confidence. Everybody was so happy he was Harry Potter. You know, like, when you get a little bit of, not that it was exorbitant at that point, but just the idea that I can speak up, I've been seen which means I now have a voice. So it to me, it was just all full circle for him to kind of stand up in that moment. Yeah. You know, like I don't think he would have done it like Shay said when he was by himself all alone. But I think the notoriety and people being excited for him to be there and, you know, the kids kind of like in awe of him, all of that like bolstered him a little bit in that moment. No, I agree. I think just uh, having a sense of community where when he was with the Dursleys, he didn't have a sense of community. Right. It kind of gave him a little extra oomph or pep in his step. Right. Like, okay, what I'm not going to do is allow you to take it any further. Yes. So, yeah. He knew Ron and Hermione was right there. Hermione could bewitch him or something. <laughs> if, it had, if it had went wrong, she right. Back. right. So, yeah, he had a posse now. Right. So here comes Professor McGonagall. Um, what does this tell you about her character as well as repping her house? 
She's a good teacher, flat out, point mm-hmm. blank, period. Any teacher who can smell trouble from a mile away, <laughs> and you don't, you, you're not even, like, as a student or as a child, you're not even thinking about adults. You're just in the moment. But to have those teachers who are on the other side of the room, and they can tell when something's about to pop up and then pop off and then pop up, she mm-hmm. she's just cold with it. Yeah. She's I mean, she's just good. She plays no games. Mm-hmm. And as you said to the earlier episode she's fair yeah what what about you just teach i always say i got eyes in the back of my head mm-hmm. that's hers like mm-hmm. she's the epitome of that yeah so let's talk about this wizard's duel with draco mm-hmm. essentially he's jealous that's mm-hmm. what of it course. just boils right. yeah you know boils down to so why is he upset with harry or <laughs> you know did he set him up for this duel yeah oh yeah he set him up um to get caught and, and um, hopefully to get kicked out. He didn't want competition. I mean, he was the top dog until Harry came and he managed by intimidation. So that runs out. And Harry was just love for being Harry. So he didn't even have a concept of that. Like you said, it was just straight, I want to eliminate my competition. I mean, that was from day one. Yeah. Because actually they came together, but what's interesting is he wanted to be Harry's friend. Exactly. When you start, he wanted he he want actually tell Harry you shouldn't be hanging around with right. nobody with on the bus. Like, like, I mean, not the bus. You, you need to watch who you hang with. Yeah, but that's because it. But again, it's back to manipulation. He wanted Harry for what Harry brought with him. If Harry was a nobody kid, he would have never tried to befriend Harry. He only befriended Harry because he knew who Harry Potter was and what was coming with that. So his position was: you get on my team, we cool. This just gonna boil. For me, yeah, I saw him. I saw that little boy coming from a mile away. He wasn't trying to be Harry friend for Harry's sake. He knew who Harry Potter was and was trying to cash in on that fame himself. Well, he, he, but I like the fact that it shows to Harry's character right then and there because Ron befriended him on the train. Ron's mother helped me get through this wall. Yep. He's like, this no, no, this is where I want to be this right here. Exactly. Like I, and, and he knew that was Dudley walking. <laughs> he knew <laughs> that was Dudley. Yeah. You, you just a little Dudley smaller and your hair apartment. blonde, yeah. but I know who you, I know right. you. Right. I know your kind. I've seen so you I've seen you before. So yeah, he knew that. <laughs> he definitely knew that. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. So yeah, he saw it, and that's again mistreatment, mistreatment. Once you go through it, you can smoke it out. So true. He smoked it out. The dynamic, and just playing off of what you guys just said, the dynamic between Ron and Harry and their friendship, and just how strong, strong it is growing, if you will. How did they feel about Hermione at this point? I felt like it was boy stuff. You know how boys yeah, be like, ooh, just, girls. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was just like, yeah. boy, this girl. Yeah. You know, right. She just didn't know what I was. I was that. just about right. to say, yeah. they agree with Steph uh-huh. Snape at that point. She, she was, was a sufferable know it yeah. And Ron yeah. said she talked too, too much. much. <laughs> she talked too yeah. much. Yeah. So I just think that's that was it. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was cute to me. Yeah, and that was cute. Just going back to JK, just... Being able to understand, not just your market, but here I am talking about kids and kids going through what they go through and then pushing this in there because that is how 11-year-olds act towards girls who are the opposite of each other. Hiding from Filch and Peeves, Hermione uses magic. Um, Was she supposed to? (laughs) How can she be a goody two-shoes and then do something she is not supposed to? Is it justify and does it help their situation out? Okay, so this is where this is where Hermione just pulls out all stops and she proves that she's a ride or die. So this is where the relationship I think changes. 
It's just not 11-year-old boy against 11-year-old girl. Now here they come full circle. Now we're friends. Now we're a clique. Mm-hmm. This is, now this is happening. So forget that, you know, she's a, that she's smart because they know that. She knows that. But she is, she's with them. She She's down for them. And I think they see that. Mm-hmm. And now they can't, um, I think, do this thing without her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that she's still sound minded though, because mm-hmm. even she was like, "Now, don't, why are you doing that? Don't do that." But I'm gonna still go, right? I'm gonna have to. I know I'm gonna have to. Right. 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 So I'm wrong with you. So you know, right. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna need to um, help you. I'm not gonna let you fail. Yep, I'm not right. gonna let you fail. Still, yeah. you know. So and that, and then later on, we even see Harry attest to and say like. I don't even know how I made it through this without her. In this book, he says that he was like with Quidditch and the amount of practice he had to have. She is the one who helped him with his homework. Right. Yes, yeah, studying. Like I couldn't, right. have, I couldn't have done this without her. So right. I love how she mended and brought that friendship. And she together. never changed who she was. She like this is who I am. I'm with the boys. Like she didn't let their initial like ooh girl like change who she was to be long. Because sometimes to be in a certain group, no matter whatever the group is, you might have to change yourself or feel like you have to change yourself to get along. And I always liked that of her character. Like, she was a know-it-all. And so what? I am a know-it-all. And I'm smart. And I know these spells. And I'm just, this this is what I do. And she never kind of, to me, wavered from that um, to be their friend. And I think that was cool. So, of course, they end up in a forbidden corridor with a monstrous dog. This goes back to, is Harry nosy? Or is he inquisitive? Because I know if I saw a dog, I'm not trying to... That dog is there for a reason. I'm going to keep acting like I don't see this dog. I'm going to keep moving. Because obviously, he's in the school for a reason. reason. Mm -hmm. And I think Harry knew that. Harry knew the dog was there for a reason, but he didn't know know what. But guess what? It was Hermione who said, do y'all think about anything else? Did you see what that dog was on top of? It's her who say there's a trap yes. door underneath yes. this dog. But see, that that had she, went over Ron and Harry. They looked at the dog. They looked yeah. at the dog. She's like, well, did y'all see what that dog was standing on top right. of? Yeah, so again, that's where she helps yes. them out, you know. And they put up with her antics like we all do. Like some people, you got to put up with their antics in order to get the good from mm-hmm. them. So it's like, okay, we got to put up with her little know-it-all ways. But right. she looked out. Like her know-it-all helped us right. at Help seeing us. the right. trap door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what would the theme for this chapter be? I say unity. Because to me, this is where they unite yeah. all three as a trio. Yeah, together. I, I say unity, and also not only do they unite, it's definitely where Malfoy becomes the enemy because he played y'all. You know, and she tell Ron and Harry too, y'all. He played y'all. He right. set y'all up to get right. caught out. Well, she's been yeah. telling him yeah. that. But also, I put down. I wrote. This is to me. It just becomes more evident to me. This is where Harry Potter feels he has something to prove. You know, and that's just to me, just always kind of been his his thing. You know, he. This is where he just really shows. He got something to prove. You know, whether he really has something to prove or not, this is how he feels. He does. Whether it's in defense of his parents and or just just him embracing his legacy, like embracing that. Okay, this is this is. Uh, I'm not fighting against it. I guess because it felt like he was so displaced. He in the muggle world and then he got into the magic world and, and he on top but he don't feel that role either because he kind of 
was never brought up there. So then it was like you said, it was just kind of like that juxtaposition that this is it. Like I accept who I am. Who I am. Yeah. Tune in next week or next time as we continue breaking down the Sorcerer's Stone. The next episode will be over chapter 10, Halloween. Thank you for listening. And if you want to chime in or leave a comment, please email us at ladiesofliteracylit at yahoo.com. Draco just can't get right. Love to see the formation of Ron, Harry, and Hermione take place. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram. Our username is Ladies of Literacy Lit. Again, our handle on Instagram is Ladies of Literacy Lit. Last but definitely not least, shout out to John Sachs for allowing us to use Skater's Delight for our intro and outro. Go follow him. His information is in our description box. Tell him Lit Happens sent you. Until the very end.